Welcome to the Intermittent Fasting Journal, week three. I am Donna Reish, and I am uh, sharing with you about my third week on uh, intermittent fasting. And uh, you can find weeks one and two at DonnaReish.com, the blog, and also at iTunes in the podcast. Um, so anyway, um, I'm hoping to get through this today. I, it is not a day, so that means I have two grand babies and one little grand preschooler here. Um, so we'll see how this goes as far as getting through my podcast episode. Um, but uh, if you remember, if you've been with me for weeks one and two, and you can go back, like I said, and find those. But in weeks one and two, I uh, talked about... Uh, the beginning, the very beginning of my intermittent fasting journal journey, which began um, a few weeks ago. So um, in week one, I talked about my backstory and uh, how uh, I used low carb to heal myself of prediabetes and carbohydrate intolerance. And then um, I talked about my first week and uh, how it was different than to do the one meal a day, which is a one to five hour eating window every day, how different it was to do that versus the 16-8, which I've been trying to do in the past year, which was, which is 16 hours of fasting and eight hours of eating. So uh, you can check out that episode to learn a lot bit, a lot more about, um, about that first week and about my backstory. And then in week two, um, I talked about how uh, appetite correction was starting to s set in and how exciting that was for me. Previously, when I had tried 16-8, I was starving uh, about the 14-hour mark. Um, I guess not starving, but you know, I felt pretty hungry at the 14-hour mark and kept trying to do things to extend the fast to make it to 16 hours. And with that, I would try to drink lemonade, sweet with stevia. Um, I would try to chew gum, have mints, um, sugar-free hard candy, uh, fat bombs to try to extend it so that I would just have fat so my body would keep on using uh, its own fat rather than eating any carbohydrates, which, which will immediately halt your fast. Um, and so uh, I talked about how much easier it was with this. 19 five, 19 hours of fasting and five hours of eating. And um, I also talked a little bit about some of the um, motivational tools that I've been using, including Mel Robbins's five second rule. So week three, here I am, and I've continued with the 19 five, 24, 21, uh, three, that kind of approach. So what that means again, is that I do not eat during a window of time that is 19, 20, 21, 22 hours in length. Um, and I do eat for three, four, or five hours a day. In most circles, this is called one meal a day, O-M-A-D, I call it OMAD. Um, and uh, there are Facebook pages about that, uh, Facebook groups, which have really helped me. And I recommended those in the last podcast. And also the podcasts are as blog posts at Donna Reish. And they're also at iTunes, both under the Intermittent Fasting Journal. And in both cases, there are show notes with links to everything I'm talking about, including the, the books by Jen Stevens, uh, The Appetite Correction uh, by uh, Dr. Hearing, and uh, the Facebook groups. So that will just give you some um, links there that you can follow to get more information. Um, then, uh, 
I am um, week three, okay, the 19.5. At this point, with the third week, what has happened to me is that appetite correction is completely set in. So, like, for example, today uh, it is, um, let's see, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2. It's almost 19 hours in, and I had a little tinge of hunger about 30 minutes ago. Uh, got some more water, um, just got busy again, and now uh, thinking about going another 90 minutes doesn't seem you know, difficult at all for me to, uh, to try to do. Um, so Nana's on a call. Just wait till I'm done, okay? So you want to be on it with me? Okay, a little bit. I'll bring some back, okay? Love you. Um, so anyway, uh, and I know that this is because of appetite correction. I talked about this a little bit last week. There are two things that primarily take place as far as I can tell. And like I said, I'm on the learning process. And that's one reason why I'm excited to have people following me in the journey. Because you can be one week, one month, two months behind me and just get the benefit of what I've been learning. Um, I am a teacher. I've written 100 curriculum books. So um, I'm a here to teach and I'm here to explain to you how you can do this as well so um, uh, with what I found for the appetite correction in week three is that there are two things that happen the first thing is that uh, your hunger goes away during the day this was a very welcome change to what I had been trying to do with 16 8 so that was I was super glad for that um, because when I first heard about OMAD one meal a day I was like waiting until four, five, six in the evening to eat when I could barely make it until 12 or one or two. Um, you know, I just, I don't see how that could happen. The 16 hour fast had gotten pretty hard for me. And I was taking a supplement called Boost, which uh, curbs your appetite. And that did help. And that really was what I felt like the only thing that kept me going to 16 hours and how could I ever go longer. But with appetite correction, your hunger is is way way better if not completely gone I mean I will have some hunger but it takes me a really long time to get hungry like um, you know the thought of eating before the 16 hour mark I can't even fathom that because I wouldn't be the least bit interested in food or the least bit hungry so that's the first thing with appetite correction is seeing that happen so that you're, you no longer have that hunger. The next thing that happens with appetite correction is a fullness. And I was asking on the Facebook groups, you know, what, how do you know you've hit it and what does this mean and, and so forth. And people said, well, I just, I get really full fast. And then other people said, well, I just lose interest in food, I lose interest in food. And I was like, how can you lose interest in food? You finally get to eat, you know, you've waited all day to eat and you finally get to. So how would you lose interest in food? Well, uh, what they said is true. Um, uh, with real food, like a real meal, super full, super fast. And there are many, many days when I'll just say, you know, it's only been three hours, but I'm going to go ahead and close my window because I'm too full to continue eating. And I may as well just go ahead and stop because I'm full. And I'm, I, you know, I, I'm not interested in eating anything else. I just really don't feel like eating anymore. And so um, that was super exciting. Uh, it wasn't hard for me this week to go 20, 21, 22, 23 hours um, without eating. Um, and so I was really excited. I continued to 
continue to count my eating window. If you remember last week, I talked about some people do fasting windows and some people do eating windows. And what that means is some people will say, I'm just counting how many hours I fast and I'm trying to do an 18 or a 19 or a 20 or a 21, 22. And other people say, I'm just counting my eating window. And the one of the things that appealed to me about intermittent fasting is its simplicity. And so I really wanted to count my eating window because I didn't want to deal. Now, now mentally, I'm always calculating because I can't help it. Wow, it's already been 19 hours. It's great. You know, I, I'm looking right now thinking 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, that's 7 plus 12, that's 19. I'm already almost at the 19 hour mark and I'm doing great. Um, so I do do that a little bit. But as far as what I really, really count and what I really focus on is my eating window. And I try to have an eating window that is two, three, four, or at the most five hours long. And uh, the beauty of that is that you can move that whenever you want it. So on weekends when we might eat at two or three in the afternoon, um, I'm not... I'm not saying, oh no, I can't eat. I can't go you know, out with one of our moms or do something with one of the kids because it's two o'clock and I do, I'm not eating until five, I'm not eating until six. You just adjust your window. So with that, sometimes I'm fasting you know, 17 or 18 hours and sometimes I'm fasting 22 or 23 hours. But I'm not as concerned, like I said, with the fasting hours as I am the, the eating window. So the eating window the fasting is where the magic happens. There's no doubt about that. But as far as counting, for me, it's easier just to say, I'm opening my window at, at two on Saturday and I'm closing it at um, two, three, four, five, six, seven, closing it at seven, closing it at six or whatever. Now, an added benefit to that has been that I discovered something very helpful in my fasting. And that is that I was always fasting until five or six o'clock. And if we were going out that evening, I would often fast until seven, until we went out. And so the last hours get pretty long. And um, even though I, I keep very busy, and that's one of the things I wanna talk about in advice, um, I do keep very busy. And even though I do that, it still gets long uh, you know, from three or four o'clock until six or seven. Um, and hunger will strike more readily then, but then also just, there's just a boredom and a wanting to eat kind of thing that sets in a lot during that time. You know, I've, I've done this for so long today, I'm ready to eat kind of thing. And so, um, when I moved my fasting window earlier on a, um, Saturday, um, then I was able to end it like at seven and the next day I actually ate nine, 10, 11, 12, one, two, three, by three o'clock I had already fasted 20 hours. And so uh, I realized that one of the really good things that I started doing was moving my window a little earlier. Before I was eating from five to nine or six to 10. And part of that was that my husband and I have this thing about taking popcorn or apples um, or M&M peanuts, <laughs> let's be honest, um, to bed. And we like to play Wheel of Fortune together, word games together, watch something. And it's usually not 10 o'clock before, before we do that. We don't, we don't have free evenings. So um, we have a lot of home businesses and so we're very busy in the evenings and then we have seven grown children so we're busy with them as well and so uh, with that schedule we don't have free time in the evenings until between 9 and 10 and so that was like our thing you know we're gonna snack we're gonna 
you know, play our game. We're going to watch our television shows on Netflix show, usually just one, um, because we get to bed. So, you know, by the time we get to bed and everything. So, um, but by moving my window earlier, I was able to stop my eating at seven or eight and then not, not take snacks to bed, which I think will help both of us in the long run. I don't believe, I'm not one of these people who believes that if you eat after eight, you can't lose weight. I don't believe that. I think having a long time without eating is the best way to cause your body to burn its own fat. But at the same time, I was really excited to have some of my fasting hours be before I go to sleep. So what this looks like is I have, maybe I'm eating from three to eight or three to seven or four to eight um, every day. So I have a snack and then I eat a meal with my husband and then maybe dessert, maybe not. And so then I am not eating from seven or eight until the next day. So I don't have as long of, a, as long, I have some fasting hours under my belt before I go to sleep. Then I sleep 7.5 hours because that's how I work, roll. And then I get up and I don't have as many fasting hours facing me that day, generally speaking. So just something to consider that your window, your eating window can be whenever you want it and whatever works for you the best. All right, so um, also another exciting thing is that I put away all counting tools. I've been deleting uh, my groups and my pages um, from uh, Facebook, whether they were counting calories, skinny this, skinny that, low carb this, low carb that. I still do some low carb because I still have sugar-free days and I still you know, cook a lot of things that way because um, of my pre-diabetes before I don't want uh, which I don't really think that's going to be an issue with the fasting window because it balances your blood sugar and, and puts you into ketosis and puts you into uh, starting to burn your own body fat. So I don't really think it's going to be an issue. Um, but this is how I cook now. This is how I bake now. So I still do a lot of that. Um, but at the same time, um, I'm getting rid of counting tools. So I, you know, I, I quit doing my, my fitness pal. Um, I quit doing... And, and then a really funny thing, I quit doing a lot of pages and groups. And then another really funny thing, which I was so excited to get a Fitbit um, last Christmas. And I even got alternate bands and bracelets to go with it, another uh, like a metal gold band to wear with it. And I thought I had to have that. I waited for a couple of years. I, I'm not a buyer, so I wait until I know I want something for a really long period of time before I get it. So it had been a couple of years that I looked at them. And yes, I really wanted it. I was ready to get that Fitbit. And it was just really funny. A few days ago, I put it in the drawer and I said, you know, I'm, I'm really done trying to get this many steps, trying to get this many miles. So now I count my eating window. I sneakily count my fasting window sometimes. I, I weigh every day and then average it for the week. I lost another pound this week. And I, um, and I count the number of times I do my T-tap workout. And that's it. And uh, yeah, I do walk, I dance, I like those kind of exercises, but they're not burdensome anymore. It's not something where I need so many calories burned. I need so many miles in. I need so many minutes of exercise. So that has been really, really great. I love, love getting rid of all of that because I love simplifying. And that's just another step in the simplifying process in my life. And I'm really grateful for that. All right. Uh, as I said, I 
definitely feel now after this, you know, the third week, um, that's a four pound total in three weeks and that was way better than I've done um, over any three, three weeks period for the last several months. Um, so I was really excited about that. Um, I definitely have been feeling this week like I could do this forever. And that to me is the epitome of any kind of weight loss as well as weight management program because I just I see these people they're just jumping in on Facebook and they're like day one and they're posting you know they exercise before work they exercise after work they counted all their calories they stopped eating after eight they drank X number of glasses of water they ate this many carbs they ate this many fruits and vegetables they didn't and then they list the things they didn't eat and I'm like ooh you know, this is, this is not going to end well. <laughs> and, you know, and it usually doesn't, you know, it's like the biggest loser or that type of thing where you just do so many things that you cannot sustain, you cannot maintain. And so I was super excited this week to think to myself, this is something I really can do. This is just, it just fits with my life right now where I'm busy all day. I work all day. I don't have to cook for other people all day. That was, you know, I was busy all the time raising seven children, homeschooling for 32 years, but I always prepared food, cooked food, you know, and I still prepare recipes for my blog, but I can do that during my window, my eating window now. So um, it really fits in with my lifestyle as far as I don't want the time of, of, of working, of eating and measuring and weighing and calorie counting and whatever kind of counting each different kind of diet program, you know, lends itself to. So, um, like I said, not hungry before 16 hours. So that's been really exciting. Um, and I, I have been adding in positive affirmations. I talked last week about the five second rule and how helpful that has been to me. Just five, four, three, two, one, fast. Five, four, three, two, one, two hours. Whatever it is that I just stop my brain in its tracks from thinking about food, from thinking about eating, from thinking about what I'm going to eat, from thinking about how I wish I could eat, or even sometimes how unfair it is that other people just eat regular and, you know, we can't. How many people who have had lifelong weight problems think that? A lot of us think that, and that's, um, that's a bad way to think, right? Because then we're always back onto the pity train, back onto the, you know, she's tiny and she can't gain enough weight. And, and you know, here I am always trying to do something. You know, why, why, is, why is my life like this? That I always have to do something. So rather than think about that, I just stop it in its tracks with Mel Robbins's five second rule. So I really encourage that. Um, also positive affirmations. Uh, intermittent fasting is not hard for me. I say that to myself. Intermittent fasting is not challenging. Intermittent fasting is something I can do for the rest of my life. Uh, intermittent fasting makes me feel good all day. It, it, I have energy. I feel great. I'm not hungry. Just positive affirmations in the current tense. And um, my network marketing team uh, of gals, we are studying this book called What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. And I'll put that in the show notes also. I highly recommend that for weight management as well. So the five second rule, the, um, the uh, positive affirmations, um, going into the groups, reading testimonials, I feel like that's crucial. And I'm really excited in my intermittent fasting journal to be growing my group there. 
and excited for you all to share your testimonies there as well um, so that we can get a community of people encouraging one another. Um, I love how well this fits, like I said, into my minimalistic mindset right now. I wouldn't, I'm not a minimalist, uh, but at the same time, just simplifying, scaling down, scaling down. Um, I love how this is not expensive. It's actually very economical. Um, and um, I don't have to buy so much food. I don't have to spend so much time preparing it. I don't have to store so much. Um, it's just really, really been great. All right. I told you before um, in podcast episodes at the end, I was going to tell you when I was going to switch gears and tell how Plexus fits in with um, intermittent fasting. And so I want you all to get the benefits of my journey, of my journal, of anything that I can teach that I can help you. I want you to get the benefits of that without feeling like you have to be doing Plexus in order to uh, benefit from what I'm learning or to get my teaching. And so right now is that time. So if you are not interested in learning about the Plexus supplements, you can just shut it off and listen for week four next week uh, without any pressure of any kind. But if you are interested, stay on. And this is when I'm going to talk about Plexus. Um, those of you who know more about the Plexus supplements know that there is a drink called the pink drink. And it is, um, sorry, my nose is really itchy. It is Plexus Slim, and it is five calories of a little drink that you mix in a water bottle. Just shake, 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 and drink it. Um, it is a blood sugar balancing, a metabolism boosting, um, appetite suppressing, pain relieving, energy giving, sleep giving. It's amazing. And I'll put an article and some more information in the show notes. If you want to look at that, you can. Um, I do drink that. Uh, one of those during my fasting time. I know that uh, a lot of the intermittent fasting teachers teach not to do the uh, any kind of uh, stevia sweetened drinks, but this is a blood sugar balancing uh, drink. So I drink one of those during my intermittent fasting uh, time, during my fasting window. Um, then I also take a product called Boost, and you can either take Boost or Accelerator, and they both are from Plexus, and you can take up to two a day, and each one has the equivalent of one cup of caf one cup of coffee in terms of natural caffeine. And so I'm not a coffee drinker, so I know many intermittent fasters are drinking coffee and they are um, drinking black coffee or tea and without anything in it, no cream, no sweetener, not even stevia or anything to, in order to keep the insulin react response down so that they don't get hungry. And it's true, that really does work. Um, but I don't drink those drinks, so I like my Boost and Accelerator because it gives me the same as two cups of coffee throughout the day. So you can check those out. Ask me questions about them, and I will tell you more about how to get those products. And you can use the Slim and the Boost or the Slim and the Accelerator to help you with your hunger, with your appetite suppressant, also really helping you during your window. During your window, especially the first three or four weeks and before appetite correction sets in, you need to really learn how to get control of your eating. Um, yes, you can lose weight with this approach, you can feel great with this approach, but it's not a free-for-all. You can't spend five hours straight just eating, you know, Little Debbie's, Twinkies, Doritos, and so on. And so uh, Plexus products can help with that as well. So anyway, follow me on the blog, DonnaReach.com. I am also getting ready to start a two-month challenge for November and December 
for people who want to start intermittent fasting. They will get personal coaching from me as long as they buy two Plexus products. Free coaching, one free call um, each month by yourself, and a free weekly coaching call with the group as well as some charts and things to get you started and um, advice and so forth. So I hope you will join me in that intermittent fasting uh, startup group. That will be November and December. It'll be a coaching group for those, uh, for my Plexus customers and ambassadors. So um, anyway, join me. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you are having a great fasting day. Thanks. Because Jenkins is...